Hey everybody, it is the Hip Hop Housewife here with the review of the season finale of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu, episode 10. We made it. We made it. We made it. Gotta throw in a little ghost face killer for y'all. Listen. I, before I even get started with this review, okay, I like I said, you guys know by now I'm pretty sentimental and, you know, I take my hip-hop seriously. I know they're going to be back for another season, but I just have to say this because it's the first season, it's special, it's, it's a milestone in the lives of these guys that are a part of this iconic group and it's also just a, a um, milestone for TV this has to be um i haven't been this excited this has to be one of the best shows on tv since the wire and people might say oh you're you're, you know you're reaching you're just saying that because you're a hip-hop head or whatever maybe i am but i have not been this excited to watch tv and stay up late listen i am older and i like to go to bed early so (laughs) for me to want to stay up and watch this you know um says a lot And it is also such a well-written, well-casted, well-scripted, well-styled show. It's such a good show. I mean, they gave so much respect and care and consideration to the look of the show, to the writing, the stories, the music. Like I said, episode nine just blew me away. I give it five stars just on the strength of the samples that they use, the music that they use. It was crazy. It was awesome. It was just so awesome. But we got to talk about episode 10. But anyway, I cannot stop um, singing praises for this show. Every single actor on the show brings it. I mean, from uh, Zoli, who plays Cherie. And she has beautiful eyes, by the way. This one just shout her out. I was looking at her eyes in um, one of the episodes. I was like, wow, what a pretty girl. And then she has such hypnotizing eyes no wonder d lover can't get enough of her but um all the guys all the guys are handsome by the way just such just a handsome talented bunch and this episode the season finale was special because all of them play the uh the artists that they're assigned to play very well but this is where you could really see the casting and how well they were chosen to play each person in the clan like they are really starting to become these characters you know most notably um uh Shamik Moore who plays Shah aka Raekwon based on Raekwon a lot of people criticize the fact that he's not heavy you know he's not a, a chubby guy like Ray but at the same time his acting makes you forget that he's not chubby like Ray and he carries the part so well from the way he holds his mouth with the gold fronts to the half moon part to the waves to the way that he speaks you know some of his um mannerisms and his demeanor you can just really see it these guys are not coming to play you know another one is Dave East phenomenal job as Method Man and when they were rapping on episode 10 in the booth and we saw them uh 
just lay down their verses for the makings of um, Wu-Tang's seventh, ch- seventh Chamber from the Into the Wu-Tang album, their debut on Loud Records. When we saw them laying that down, you could see, you know, um, just like how Dave East rhymed, how he moved. You could see Method Man. I mean, they are really, really bringing it on this show. And I really hope that they come back for season two. So let's jump into the highlights. Um, Bobby got dropped, as we already know. He's using the last of the studio time to get all these guys on a song before, you know, he doesn't have access anymore to this studio. Um, We're hearing them lay down the verses from uh, Wu-Tang's Seventh Chamber, what is to become that. And the special thing was how this episode was edited all of their lives are being intertwined and shown simultaneously as they make this music some of the highlights that stood out to me uh we learned that ray comes from you know a very uh religious home mom is like the choir director at the church they come in he talks with her you know we learn about him being heavily immersed in the church as a youngster uh, playing the drums and things like that. This is stuff they mentioned during their conversation. And um, you see them trying to repair that part of the relationship that's been fractured because, you know, Shy is into the streets now. Bobby is still going hard with the music. And he is the abbot of the group. He is the jail that holds everybody together. And uh, I admire him not giving up and him... Uh, always reflecting on himself and working on himself I think that that's what I love most about his character other than the obvious the musical talent and everything but he he is always constantly reflecting on himself and you see a lot of that in RZA too so I think um Ashton Sanders is doing a phenomenal job not only playing RZA and showcasing his musical and production ability but also showcasing that side of his personality where he was constantly always reflecting and, um, you know, working on himself. Dennis is still Dennis, D-lover, running around, doing him, um, taking care of the two younger brothers. Uh, Divine is going to school, which was great to see. And I said um, last podcast, I was hoping he got back with his girlfriend because she had her head on straight and they made a cute couple. And I see that they, they're talking again. She went to meet him at school and... I think that that's great. Uh, Cherie. Cherie is pregnant. Can you believe it, guys? I mean, we saw this coming, you know. She hops on a Greyhound and goes all the way back to New York. And um, if you know anything about Ohio, it is uh, near Pittsburgh on the other side of, like on the west side of the state of Pennsylvania. Philly's on the east. Philly is closer to New York. So, uh, Ohio is far. So that had to be like a nine hour ride, you know? So shout outs to her for doing, making that trip. But anyway, (laughs) I understood um, how she felt, you know, she wanted to talk to him in person and, um, they have strong feelings for each other. And I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes, uh, with them too. Um, her mother didn't know she left. Of course, she ran off. Uh, Randy said she was gone. So she goes there. And let's take a um, quick pivot and leave the clan for a minute and talk a little bit about the record label folks that open up the scene of the finale. 
where they're in the guy's apartment. They're listening to uh, Fife and shout outs and RIP to Fife Dog. And I love how the writers uh, had the actors say, oh, Fife made another sports reference. So I guess they were taking a shot every time, um, drinking a shot of liquor every time Fife made a sports reference. Those are the things that matter to us hip hop heads. That's what counts. The authenticity. You can tell that you have writers in this room that are for the culture, that know the culture, that respect it, and are not trying to, you know, make it a joke or or be silly or you know just just make money off of a brand without really paying respect. If you're a true hip hop fan, if you love Tribe, hey, even if you don't love Tribe, but you just know of the group, um, and who doesn't love Tribe? You got something wrong with you if you don't like Tribe Called Quest, but. Everybody knows Fife was a sports fanatic. He was a sports fanatic before Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? And shout outs to Wayne, but I'm just saying, you know, before Tunchi, Fife was always dropping the sports references and he knew his sports. So, yes, a true hip hop head would have to know that in order to write that line. So shout out to them. But um, Homegirl, and I didn't catch her name with the, like, shaved side and the long hair. And I don't think they were really rocking that in the 90s. But, okay, I'm running with it. She is shopping their demo like she's really their manager. And I'm anxious to see how this ties into the clan. I mean, I love her drive and her support and her ambition and wanting them to win. But I'm a little skeptical about how hard she was going to not have met any of these people and to not know them and passing them off as if she does know them. You know, I mean, she might sign a check or a contract or something and not even know these guys and be benefiting off their hard work. So I'm, I'm a little leery about her. Um, and her outfits were um, a little sketchy. But <laughs> and I mean that in... <laughs> I mean that in a nice way. They were 90s, but they weren't like fly 90s. They they were like, yeah, sis, you, yeah. Let's move on. Um, loved how they were getting played at WNYU. But if you guys remember for all my binge watchers and woo on Hulu clan stands, that would not be a good hashtag. But anyway... <laughs> If you watch earlier episodes, the um, radio DJ from WNYU, he was in an episode where uh, after Jason got killed, I believe it was episode four, uh, Jason held a gun to him with the demo tape and was like, you want to play it, right? Like threatened him. So that DJ made an appearance in an earlier episode. So that was cool. And I think that was also um, paying homage to uh the stretch and bobito uh college radio show that they had back in the day and as we all know all us hip-hop heads know clan the clan was played on there early in their career back to uh what's going on in staten island with the guys Bobby, um, Bobby's afraid of Attila and I, I, that's not like a a diss, you know, I would be afraid of Attila. Anybody would be afraid of Attila. He's crazy as hell. Um, he tries. And once again, Bobby is always reflecting, working on himself, trying to, you know, figure out a, a positive way to do things, a better way to do things. He decides to, um, meet with Attila in like a safe, neutral spot. 
gives him the five G's that his cousin Jizza gave him to try to just broker some sort of peace. And of course, um, and shout outs to uh, Big Pussy from The Sopranos. He makes an appearance in this episode. He allows Bobby to meet Attila in the back of his rib shack, which is cool. You know, um, still not feeling him after how he turned on Mrs. Diggs and pulled that stunt. But whatever, you know, Attila is not having it. He pulls out a gun. I thought he was going to kill Bobby or shoot him. And he takes the $5,000 and he's like, yeah, now you only owe me $55,000. So this this dude is not going to budge. I mean, he is just nasty and mean. So... Dennis and Bobby talk about this later and um, they set up a, they hatch a plan to kill Attila because they see sitting down and talking and trying to reason with this big um, bully is not going to work. And um, they really go through with their plan. They actually plan like an ambush slash setup where um, Bobby is going to shoot Attila and Dennis is going to, I guess, go in the apartment and get the music. Um, Bobby does shoot him. He shoots him in the chest, but he doesn't die. His big ass don't die. And I knew that was going to happen. You know, I, I, you know, I, in my family, it's a saying, rotten people never die. They fade away. And I see Attila's ass is going to fade slow. Like, we're, we're going to see him in season two. You know, I wish he would just go away, though. But um, as you can tell, I don't like Attila. Um, yeah, but he had the best music in um, episode nine. Oh, my God. They gave him all the best, like, hot shit to come out to. It was crazy. Um, so, ironically enough, during the ambush, Cherie is getting off the bus. She's made it to Staten Island. She's getting off the city bus now and runs up on Dennis. Hey, I'm pregnant. Right while they're about to ambush Attila. Uh, your timing couldn't have been worse, baby girl. But I'm glad she did tell him face to face before anything jumped off. Um, Attila is shot. Next thing you know, Bobby, Dennis, and his uh, and uh, Cherie are on the bus going to Ohio. All while this is happening, you will never guess who is making a call to Bobby about some positive dope news steve rifkin of the startup loud records he gets the tape from homegirl with the like cassie shave side hairstyle and um and i I hate to keep calling her homegirl but i do not i didn't catch her name you know and um he listens to the tape he's impressed and he recognizes the voice as uh bobby from the showcase uh, uh, episodes earlier that Shogun, a.k.a. Method Man Davies character, and Bobby went to and performed. So Steve is excited. He wants to link back up so they can talk and, you know, maybe do some business. And then that closes out the show. So that was the perfect wrap up to a perfect season not one episode disappointed every single episode was stellar it was dope it was a must see you know um i am not i want to make predictions but then again i don't 
I um I just predict the best and I know some of the cast um I have been see I don't know them I meant to say I know um that some of them have been saying on line especially IG you know make sure you guys tell Hulu or at Hulu that you guys like the episode so if you're listening and you listen to my podcast thank you and please, if you like this show and you like these reviews, please. And I, I'm not, there's no money being exchanged, exchanged for this. This is strictly for the love. Me and my little podcast, Showing Love, because I love this show. Um, yeah, shout them out at Hulu on your social accounts, on your Twitter, on your Instagram. And make sure we get a season two for this, you know. <clears throat> this is keeping actors employed, you know, black actors um, keeping the TV industry thriving. It was filmed in New York, which is great. Like, let's just keep this going. This is good for hip hop. This is good for the world right now. This is such a feel good show. I mean, between this and like my living single rerun, uh, binge binging, this is like feel good TV. And I do not watch a lot of TV, you know, that does, I'm not saying that in a snobby way. I just don't, you know, but yeah, I'm so impressed with this show, and um, I just hope it continues. I hope they have, like, seven seasons, seven chambers, because they deserve it. 36 seasons. <laughs> anyway, it is I, the hip-hop housewife. Please talk to me. Leave a comment on IG at the hip-hop housewife. No spaces, no underscores on my IG account. I would love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening, helping build this podcast. It's expanding. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple. We are on Pocket Cast. And of course, the little engine that could, that gave us our humble start. And we are happy to be on here, Anchor FM. So please tell a friend to tell a friend. Keep watching Wu-Tang American Saga. Watch the reruns. It's such a great show. Such good quality writing and casting and acting. But once again, I'm going to sign off. It's your girl, the hip-hop housewife. Stay sane. Stay safe. Stay strong. Be good to yourself and others. Move in peace. Peace and love, y'all. Good night.